Garrett Whitlock is much better out of the bullpen than he is as a starter for the Boston Red Sox. Find out why on today's Locked on Red Sox. You are Locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast. And I am here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. I mean, who doesn't love free Red Sox content? So many of these sites now you have to subscribe to or pay a fee to get their content regularly. None of the sorts takes place with Locked On. We are here for you with your favorite team. Locked On, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every day. And you can also make Red Sox games your last listen of every day by downloading the SiriusXM app and searching Red Sox. And you won't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball. It's always nice knowing that you don't have to miss anything. If you can't watch the game live, why not listen to it? So download the SiriusXM app today. As we anxiously await yet another day for Yamamoto to make his decision and the Red Sox to eventually move along with the offseason, they do primarily need to figure out what they're going to do about their pitching staff. Who's going to start? Who's going to come out of the pen? Where are people going to go exactly? And that's a big question that a lot of fans have right now, myself included, is how are they going to handle guys internally? Because they've had a lot of pitchers who have moved around, gotten some opportunities to start, gotten some opportunities to pitch in relief. And some of these guys are much better of a fit in one role over the other. An example of this is Nick Pavetta. He was significantly struggling as a starter originally, and then he got moved to the bullpen, and bullpen Pavetta was unbelievable. If you can remember 2023, he absolutely went off out of the pen and was near unhittable out of the bullpen. It was such a big difference from starter Garrett Whitlock. And it was cool to see because it was clear that his confidence was going up when he was pitching out of the pen. And then at the end of the season, they moved him back into his starting position because of injuries and other things of the sorts. And it seemed like he had cleaned something up and fixed something when he was in the pen and it was nice to see him be able to have the opportunity to gain some of that confidence back that he had lacked previously and it showed in his starts and another pitcher who has seen a mix of both sides is Garrett Whitlock the Red Sox acquired him in the rule five draft from the Yankees And he originally was a starter when he came to the Red Sox. That was what he had been doing in his career prior to coming to Boston. But the Red Sox felt like the need for them at the time was in the bullpen. So they had him come in and pitch to begin with out of the pen. 
And he was pitching very, very well. In his first couple seasons in Boston, out of the bullpen, he had very good stuff. And it was really hard for opposing hitters to have a breakthrough and figure out how to get themselves on base when he was pitching. And a lot of times the running joke was, wow, I cannot believe the Yankees didn't protect him in the Rule 5 draft because the Red Sox got an absolute gem out of him. So going into the 2023 season, I was hoping that the Red Sox would primarily pitch him out of the bullpen. That was where it seemed like he was best fit. He looked confident out of the pen. His numbers were great out of the pen prior to that. And I expected it to be pretty similar. If the Red Sox came into the season and had him pitch as a bullpen piece, I expected there to be the same amount of intensity that he was pitching with before. I didn't expect him to degress at all. And I had high expectations for him out of the pen in 2023. I expected the dominant Garrett Whitlock that we've been used to seeing. And then the Red Sox kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop when they decided, hey, we want to try to make Garrett Whitlock a starter. We want to have him pitch in a starting role for a while and see how that goes. And his starts in 2023 were just not good. I'm going to be diving into more detail on today's show about Garrett Whitlock and his numbers when he was starting versus when he was pitching out of relief, because these are eye-opening stats. It's really a difference seeing what he does and doesn't do in both situations. And I'm going to give you a little bit of insight into what exactly was different in his starts versus when he was pitching out of relief. And it can really get you to start to think about where you feel like he fits best. Now, I'm not saying the Red Sox aren't right for giving players an opportunity to pitch elsewhere if they feel like they've earned that. But what I don't want to have happen is for the Red Sox to get into this bad habit of having a pitcher who's showing very good stuff in one role, then resume a different role because they feel like that is more of a need. Tanner Houck's another example of this. He's somebody who primarily has always been a starter for the Red Sox for the most part. And like I've said on the show before, has had a problem with pitching deep into games. And he's done well the first couple times through the order. But then as soon as he hits the order the third time, it's almost like it's the flip of a switch. And he starts to significantly struggle. And that, to me alone, that pattern that he hasn't really been able to get over that hump makes me feel like he's better in a relief setting. Because if he has lethal stuff and only has to see hitters a couple times because he's only pitching a couple innings out of the pen, wouldn't you prefer to see that? Because you feel like what he has is best fit out of the pen, because think about it this way. If you have a pitcher like Hauk who feels like he doesn't have enough pitches on his resume to comfortably throw to opposing hitters to the point where he doesn't have enough 
of a mix in his pitches. So they figure out what he's going to throw and it's easier for them to then get on board with hitting off of him because he's predictable. He'll be so much less predictable and be able to be more confident if he's out of the bullpen. And I think this really does still come back to the lack of pitching depth that the Red Sox have. Even in the farm system, the pitching depth is not great overall. So they can't really fix the problem that way. And at the end of the day, the reality of the situation is they didn't have enough good starting pitching on this team in 2023 to the point where they felt like they had to maybe move some people around into starting roles that weren't always a starter to get the results that they need. Josh Winkowski is another example of this. He's somebody who primarily has been a reliever for the Boston Red Sox, but Alex Cora has even said they might try to let him start in 2024, which is fine, but... It needs to be a mindset of we know that he's primarily a reliever for us and that's where he shines the most, but we're willing to give him a chance to start. And if it doesn't go that well, then he gets moved back to the pen. It can't be, oh, we'll just take what we have within and try to force people into being in a role that they're not because that could ultimately lead to then weaker numbers overall and a pitcher potentially not being the same that they were prior to what they were in previously where they were excelling. So you can't just force every player to do something else. That's why the Red Sox really need to continue to work on their pitching staff this offseason and get some arms in there who are reliable so they're not in a position of having to move guys around to a spot they're not comfortable in because if a guy has a specialty, you want to keep them in that specialty. It's like you in a job and being the best at what you do in your department And then they say, hey, we need some help in this department, so we're going to move you over there. And hopefully you have gained enough skills where you can help us out there. And for you, that'd be overwhelming because it's a different type of role than what you were in. And you might not be able to exceed in the same way. And that's already an internal pressure being put on you to have to take on a different role than what you've always excelled in. And then if they try to move you back to your original role, then there might be a sense of, you know, I am not as sharp at this role anymore because I've been removed from it. It's a similar concept. And I believe that with Garrett Whitlock, the Red Sox have done a little bit too much experimenting to the point where they might not get the same value out of him in general as they used to. And that's really unfortunate because he is an absolute gem of a player that the Red Sox found. And coming up, I'm going to be going over just how different his numbers were in 2023 when he was in different types of roles. Are you a big fan of sports betting? Do you find yourself always trying to make that next bet or constantly win more money? If you are in this boat of anything I just mentioned, then FanDuel is absolutely for you. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. 
Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. One of the biggest reasons why I love FanDuel is because it gives you an opportunity to really capitalize and take advantage of there being a different variety of options to choose from in terms of your bets. So you could bet on one sport at 7 p.m. and then maybe there's a later game at 10 p.m. that's for a different sport. So you decide you want to bet on that. It's a great way to get a good mix in, encourage you to follow different sports, and you could win a lot of money because it's trial and error, right? The more bets you make, the more money you're likely to win. So Check out FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today. You definitely won't be disappointed. You also won't be disappointed in the SiriusXM app because that can get you the home broadcast of every Red Sox game so you don't have to worry about missing a single pitch. If you are driving in the car and won't be able to watch the game live, just tune into it using that app. Just search Red Sox. It's really easy and it'll generate that home broadcast for you so you can be caught up in everything going on in the game without having to stress about it. It's really awesome. What's not really awesome to me is the fact that the Boston Red Sox have seemed to move Garrett Whitlock around a little too much. Like I said previously, I understand wanting to try player's hands at something else. If there's a pitcher who has excelled in your bullpen and you want to see if those skills can translate into being a starter, fine, try it. There's never going to be too many pitchers who can pitch effectively out of the rotation, especially with the Red Sox because of the lack of rotation depth they actually have. Give him a chance to do it. And if he excels the way he shined in the bullpen, then by all means, keep him there. But the problem is he did not. In 2023, his ERA overall was a 5.15 with a 5-5 record. He pitched in 22 games and started 10 of those and recorded one save, over 71.2 innings pitched. Now, keep in mind that that did come with 72 strikeouts. So he has a high strikeout number, which is always a good thing. But here's some examples. So his first outing of the year was April 11th. He pitched 5.0 innings and gave up five earned runs. In June, there was a start he made where he pitched seven innings and he gave up four earned runs. So if you can sense a pattern here, when he pitches more innings, he's having less confident outings. For example, in August, they were using him again in more of a reliever role. Two innings pitched, one inning pitched, and was able to get his ERA down, giving up zero earned runs or one earned run or maybe two. But for the most part, when he was pitching in relief and only being kept to one to two innings, his numbers were significantly better. And 
what I don't like is that he bounced around. They seemed pretty committed early on to keeping him as a starter. And then they kind of cut his leash a little bit shorter, had him only pitch one to two innings. And in that case, he was giving up less runs. I mean, early on in the season, he had a 619 earned run average, and that bumped down to a 515 ERA by the end of the season because in those last couple months, the most number of innings he pitched was two. And it's really telling the fact that he has numbers like that and he's putting up elite caliber stats when pitching out of the bullpen. Another thing that I wanted to bring up is that he's really fluctuating primarily between three pitches. Obviously, he primarily uses his fastball the most. He also has a slider and a changeup that are mixed in there. His fastball got used 52.9% of the time in 2023. The slider was used 23.0% of the time, and the changeup was used 24.1% of the time. So he's very heavily utilizing those three pitches. And in some ways, that's good because it shows that he's confident in all three pitches. But on the other side of that, it also shows that He uses those pitches so heavily that if he's pitching too many innings in a game, it's going to be predictable to the point where hitters are going to be like, okay, here's a pattern here. He's going to throw the fastball here. He's probably going to throw the change up here because he hasn't thrown that yet in this at bat. And hitters are very smart too. That's why they're professionals. That's why they're in the league. They know what types of pitches they should be looking for. They understand the pitcher that's in front of them. And when I'm looking at Garrett Whitlock in general, he completely starts to deteriorate a lot when he starts. And it usually doesn't take that long. I saw a couple starts during the 2023 season where he completely melted down early on in the outing to the point where it was hard for the Red Sox to come back and win that game. Whereas before he even made a single start for the Boston Red Sox and was only pitching out of relief, like in 2021, 2022, that was a great version of Garrett Whitlock. The Garrett Whitlock that no hitters wanted to go up against and was absolutely nasty. And then you threw the wrench in the mix of him starting. And then even his relief appearances didn't seem as good as they were prior to when he started games. So I am a little bit worried that because he started a lot of games by this point, Hitters have now figured him out a little bit more to the point where he can, yes, still be a very good pitcher, but probably not to the same extent of elite that he was in his bullpen outings prior to when he started any games in a Red Sox uniform. If you think back to those days of Garrett Whitlock and the days of this guy is so special and so incredibly elite, I remember During the 2022 season, early on, my fiance and I were watching a game together. It was one of the first games of the season, and Whitlock came in out of relief. And my fiance coaches baseball, so he's constantly looking up stats of players. And 
he had no idea who Whitlock was because he hadn't really been following the Red Sox super closely because he has his own busy schedule with coaching. So Whitlock came in to pitch out of relief. And I, and he said, who is that? And I said, that's Garrett Whitlock. And he's like, Oh, like, I don't, I've never heard of him. I don't know who that is. So then he looked up some of his stats and he was like, wow, this guy's nasty. And I said, I know. And it's because it was all relief stats of him pitching out of the pen. And he has great pitches that he uses. But the problem is when you're relying on those pitches and heavily utilizing three pitches, it's going to make you so much more predictable. And then when he started in 2023, I said before that this doesn't seem like a good idea. Why are they trying to make him into a starter when we've seen elite stuff from him out of the pen. So that's something that concerns me about the Red Sox and Garrett Whitlock. But what can we expect from him in 2024? I'll let you know coming up. I have a very exciting announcement from the Locked On Podcast Network, one that you absolutely will not want to miss. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This is very exciting for Locked On because nobody else does this. No other network has a 24-7 sports streaming channel that no matter where you are, what time zone you're in or what you're doing, you can quickly go on to the Lockdown Sports Today YouTube channel and get caught up in whatever you need to get caught up on that's sports related. It doesn't matter what it is. And we have very talented hosts here at Lockdown. And anytime there's a big story that comes up with any of these teams, you'll see that info right there on that YouTube channel and on a lot of other streaming platforms as well. So if you just head to YouTube and subscribe to Lockdown Sports Today while subscribing to Lockdown Red Sox, you absolutely will not be disappointed. Speaking of subscribing to Lockdown Red Sox, it is on any podcast platform, wherever you get your podcast, make sure that you tune in because it's honestly so much fun to interact with you and talk Red Sox. And if you don't want to miss any episodes, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, share the show with friends and subscribe to the show on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. You can also follow me on Twitter at Gabby Hurlbut 10, and we can continue conversations that way. It's so much fun. You can meet other Red Sox fans. So I highly encourage you to Take advantage of all of that. And also download the SiriusXM app because you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game so you don't have to worry about missing a single pitch of Red Sox baseball. And come the 2024 season, you probably won't want to miss it. So make sure that you head to the App Store on your phone and download that SiriusXM app and search Red Sox. Garrett Whitlock is an absolute stud for the Boston Red Sox out of the bullpen. He is not so much a stud for the Boston Red Sox out of the starting rotation. He had a couple really rough outings that we had to witness in 2023. And it's disappointing to me that the Red Sox continue to try to have him start 
even though he's better fit as a reliever. And the justification for that seems to be, well, he was injured, so he missed a part of the season, which, sure, injuries happen. And if you miss time due to an injury, you have to expect that that player is going to be a little bit rusty and they aren't necessarily going to come back and be in the best shape that they were in after the injury. So that's, yes, fine. But even prior to the injury, his starts were not very good. I mean, I said some of those numbers, pitching to the tune of a six ERA or a nine ERA, or even when he did pitch a good amount of innings and was giving up quite a few runs. That's not the Garrett Whitlock that we know and love. And I'd like to see them stick to pitching him out of the pen. Yes. Did he have a couple elite outings as a starter? Sure. That is good and all, but can he maintain that consistency as a starter? It catches up to guys who don't have as much of a pitch selection. And when you're a starter, you're expected to have a deep variety of pitches that you can fool opposing hitters with. And he does have three pitches that he throws, but that's it. There's no occasional surprise in there to the point where he's almost trained himself to be a reliever. And that's why the Garrett Whitlock that we got as a starter was just simply not the same as when he was pitching out of the bullpen. And when you look back at the obstacles that Whitlock faced throughout his time in a Boston Red Sox uniform in 2023, yes, there were other things out of his control that happened. But if I'm the Boston Red Sox, I'm looking at the situation and saying, hey, we need him to be a reliever. And what do I expect from him in 2024? Depends where they put him. They haven't said for sure what the plan is for Whitlock if they want to have him start some games, be kind of a more permanent part of the rotation, or if they want to move him back to the pen permanently and have him just pitch in relief, or if they want him to do a mix of both. It really is up to the Red Sox and what they want to do. But if they put him back into a full-time relief role, I think we'll start to see some more of the results of the dominant Garrett Whitlock that we are used to seeing. I don't think it'll be to the same extent as he's thrown before out of the pen because I feel like he's been a little thrown off now having to try to adjust to being a starter. But I think it'll at least be somebody who can be competitive still and get the job done out of the bullpen because he's still a very good baseball player with solid stuff who can provide that energy and spark out of the bullpen that the Red Sox will need in 2024. And his stuff will still be elite. I'm not taking away from that, but I think because he hasn't been in a full-time relief role and he's had some starts, he hasn't had as many reps that he needs to in just a relief role. So I'm expecting those numbers to decline a little bit from elite Garrett Whitlock when they first acquired him, but I'm not expecting it to be awful to the point where he's just not a good pitcher anymore. So if he does pitch in full-time relief in 2024, I'm expecting pretty dominant stuff. If he pitches in a starting role, I'm not expecting much more than what a three or four caliber starter can do. And obviously there's nothing wrong with 
a three starter, but they have a good amount of number three starters on this team. Brian Bayo is a high end three, sometimes a two. Um, Chris Sale is no more than a four at this point, unfortunately, because you just can't rely on him to stay healthy. Um, and then it depends what they do with everybody else. What's going to happen with people like Tanner Haug or Cutter Crawford or Nick Pavetta? Who from that group is going to be starting? And if I'm the Red Sox and I'm looking at those guys that I just listed that are still here and could very much be in either a starting or relief type of role, I'm looking at Garrett Whitlock and saying this guy is a much better fit out of the bullpen. That's where we need to pitch him. That's where he fits in best because that's where his best stuff comes in. But if they decide that they want to have him start and it creates more of that added pressure on him of having to pitch consistently out of the rotation, then I'm expecting him to produce lower end starter caliber stuff because at the end of the day, Everybody has strengths and weaknesses, and I am hard-pressed to change my mind on the fact that Whitlock should be a relief pitcher for this team. I've been saying that since the start. I still believe that now. I just think if they want to best utilize and best maximize what he offers them, then a relief role as a bridge guy pitching two, maybe three innings out of the pen in a high-leverage situation is the way to go with him. That's the way the Red Sox can best utilize Garrett Whitlock's talent. But only they can decide what they do with that and how they want to proceed with him. But I just hope they make the right decision. I also hope you make the right decision by subscribing to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube, where you can catch the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Again, nobody else has this. It's very exciting for Lockdown. It'll keep you in the loop on all things going on in sports, so you don't have to worry about missing anything. Isn't that awesome? So subscribe to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube. As always, keep the faith. Go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.